Tonight I want to preach a word about God remembers. God remembers. You know, remembering is an interesting thing. We've all got memories. We've all got memories, don't we? And some of them are good and some of them are not so good. Uh, I want to talk about remembering, though. Um, Sometimes when I have dreams at night, I don't know if you do this, but um, in my car I have little pieces of notepaper. (laughs) I will tear up gas slips just to have a piece of notepaper to write things on for my sermons. I've got no paper beside my bed in case I have a dream and it's from the Lord and I want to write it down because I don't know about you, but if you have a dream in the night you think, oh, I'll remember that. And you wake up in the morning, it's like, oh, what was it? And you're totally gone. And you're like, done. I wish I'd written it down. Because you don't remember sometimes. Anyway, that's, that's just me. So, so I'm the kind of person, like, quick, write it down. If somebody says something to me, I go, quick, write it down so that they don't forget it too. Um, so when you want to remember something, this is kind of the old-fashioned way. <laughs> They'd say, tie a piece of string around your finger. And then when you see the piece of string, you go, what's that for? Oh, yes, I need to buy my husband a, a birthday card, or I need to buy my wife flowers, or I need to go to the doctor tomorrow or something. So that was kind of an old-fashioned reminder thing. This a bit more recent. Sticky notes, okay? Post-it notes, don't forget. I don't know about you, but I've got them stuck everywhere. You stick them on your mirror in the bathroom, you stick them in the bedroom right near your bed. I stick them in lots of places, okay? And then a more recent one, notifications on your phone and reminder things on your phone. So there's always these things to help us to remember, true? The difference about thinking, somebody, sometimes people say, oh, I thought about you the other day, and you think, oh, that's nice, but they didn't actually remember you. Because to think about something, you think about it, and then it goes away. But if you remember someone, then you usually follow through with an action. Remembering is usually about following through with an action, and that's the focus that I want to put on tonight. Okay. So, in the book of Psalms, it says this, Psalm 139, How precious are your thoughts to me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I could count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. So, if God has so many thoughts towards us, he cares that much about us, He has so many thoughts towards us that we couldn't even count them. Then he's thinking about us all the time. But most of the time we think, God doesn't remember me. When things don't go well, we think God doesn't remember me. And we think sometimes God doesn't even care about us. But the Bible says he thinks about us all the time. So tonight I want to preach about God remembering So if it talks about God remembering, does that mean God forgets? (laughs) Does he have memory lapses? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So when God remembers, it's usually specifically to do with timing. Okay, and I'll show you a few examples through individuals and groups through the word of God about timing. 
And so when God remembers, he always remembers, okay? But he doesn't always release that to us. But he is always mindful of us. He's always thinking of us, all right? As I was reading it, uh, into this, I was looking into the details. If the thoughts of God towards each and every one of us are innumerable or uncountable, each and every one of us, and then there's like billions of people on the planet, and about 2.6 billion are Christians, which is 31, 32% Christians. Imagine if everyone is praying, even just people in the Southern Hemisphere, if everyone else is asleep and these are awake, imagine how many millions or billions of people are praying to God at the same time. Does he forget what you've prayed? Does he forget? No, he doesn't. And that's the difference between us and him. He's God and we're not. So we're going to explore about God remembering and about timing. So the first person we want to go to, where it's mentioned, is in Genesis. Okay? This is a time of Noah and things were not good on the earth. You think things are bad now? It says, the Lord saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually and the Lord was sorry the Lord was sorry he'd made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart wow that's a terrible state of affairs on the earth at that time there was just a handful of people um, that were actually righteous there's only one who was really righteous and that was Noah so God is sorry that he even created mankind at that point but Noah, Noah found favour in the eyes of the Lord. Noah's God's man here. Noah was a just man. He was perfect in his generations. Was he a perfect person? No, but compared to the generation that he lived in, he was perfect in that generation. He walked with God. That's why he was perfect in that generation. No one else cared about the Lord. All they cared about was doing evil continually. But Noah walked with God. And so the Lord spoke to Noah and said, I want you to build an ark and I'm going to do, do something. So it says in chapter 6, verse 22, Noah did according to all that God commanded him, so he did. So here we see that he finds grace in the eyes of God because he's just. He's an honourable man. He walks with God and he's obedient. These are keys to being remembered by God, to be focused upon by the Lord. It says there's no partiality with God, but there are those who he will use for his glory above others. So we know that the flood came. There was rain on the earth for 40 days. There was a, he was in the ark for one year. Can you imagine being in an ark with all those stinky animals for one year? Flood waters everywhere. So after a year, it says, then God remembered Noah. I bet Noah at some point thought, God's forgotten me. <laughs> he probably thought, God's forgotten. It rained for 40 whole days and then it stopped. But he wasn't out of there till a year later. Then God remembered Noah. And every living thing, 
and all the animals that were with him in the ark. See, God cares about animals too. <laughs> They're part of his creation. He remembered Noah and all the living creatures because he's about to repopulate the earth. And God made a wind to pass over the earth and the waters subsided. This is a miracle of God. This is the timing of God. When God remembers, something miraculous happens. He's always mindful of us. He's always thinking upon us. But when he remembers, it's not just a, oh, yeah, I forgot, but now I remember. It's not like that. When God remembers, there's an incredible action behind it. Okay? So the wind from God came and the waters subsided. And we know that Noah and his family began uh, a whole new um, population on the earth at that time. So it was because of his character that God chose Noah and then God remembered Noah. In, in Genesis chapter 19, this is a time, another time of destruction by the Lord actually. That's why a lot of people don't like the Old Testament, but I love it. I love it. It shows the grace of God. The grace of God is hugely in this passage. It came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plain, and it's talking about Sodom and Gomorrah here, cities that were full of idolatry, immorality, and inhospitality. And so God destroyed the cities of the plain, and then he remembered Abraham. And he sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot had dwelt. Lot is the nephew of Abraham. And he went and lived near these this ungodly cities. He went and it says he pitched his tent towards Sodom. And he lived right there on the edge. And it affected him and it affected his family. But he didn't leave there. God actually brought him out of there in his mercy. God brought him out and delivered him out of that place of destruction. Why? Because of Lot? No, because of Abraham. God remembered Abraham, his uncle. His uncle who prayed and interceded. Remember he said, what if there's 50 righteous there? What if there's 20? What if there's 10? What if there's just a handful? He interceded. And because of that, God remembered that prayer and delivered Lot, his nephew, and family members out of there. So see, God remembers and does something interventional, something dramatic. Okay? This is not just, aha, uh -huh, it's a move of God when he remembers things or people. This story, I'm just going through a few here, individuals. This is a story of Hannah. Hannah was a barren woman married to a man who loved her very much, but he had a second wife who had children. Hannah was barren. Hannah was a very, uh, she was very grieved, but she took it to the Lord. She was bullied by the first wife, and then when she went to pray, the priest accused her of being drunk. It says she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. This is what's happening. She is pouring out her heart, pouring out her soul before the Lord. And the priest accused her 
he saw her mouth moving and he thought, she's drunk. But Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord. No, my Lord, I'm a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. She's saying, you've totally misunderstood me. She's been bullied by the first wife. She's been misunderstood and falsely accused by a man, a supposed man of God here, the priest. She's, it's not saying she's bitter. It's saying she has bitterness of soul. She is so grieved inside. She's deeply wounded on the inside. She's weeping in anguish. But it says this, after the priest has accused her and she said that, he said, well, God bless you, sister, basically. It says, then they arose early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord. She could still worship, even though all this was happening in her life, the deep disappointment, the grief on the inside, the discouragement. She still could worship. They worshipped before the Lord and they returned and came to their house at Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah, that's his wife. And the Lord remembered her. It's a, it's a strange passage, isn't it? The Lord remembered her. And so it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son. And she called his name Samuel. Samuel became one of the great, wonderful prophets of God to Israel. So what a blessing. Why did God remember her? Because she remembered him. She remembered to pray. She remembered to seek the Lord. She remembered to be forgiving even when she was bullied. She remembered to honour the priest even when he was dishonouring her. He, she remembered not to be bitter even though she had a bitterness of soul. She wasn't a bitter person. That's why God remembered her. The timing of the Lord. She's a wonderful example to us to keep a right attitude. Not to be bitter, but to keep a right attitude. And the blessing of the Lord came to her. It's a wonderful example. God blessed her. So these are individuals. He also blessed his children, the children of Israel. When they were in bondage in Egypt, it said the children of Israel groaned because of the bondage and they cried out. They cried out to the Lord. Their cry came up to God because of the bondage. And so God heard their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac and with Jacob. See, even though the people of God may have been disobedient and complained and bitter towards him. Yet he remembered his covenant. He's a covenant-making, covenant-keeping God. And he remembered his covenant with Isaac, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that he would bless them and their descendants and always take care of them and be with them. And even to this day, God is remembering his covenant. He will always remember his covenant and honour it. That covenant with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob for the people of Israel. That's why 
It wasn't because of their goodness. It wasn't because of their righteousness or their gratefulness at all. It wasn't. It was because he was remembering his covenant with the patriarchal fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God is an honourable God. He keeps his covenant. Whatever he said to you, whatever he's promised with you, he will remember that. Amen? Then again in Psalm 136, it talks about uh, the, the psalmist is writing and he's saying, God remembered us. God remembered us in our lowly state for his mercy endures forever. Even when we were at our lowest, even when we were at our most disobedient, stiff-necked, hard-hearted, yet his mercy endured. He rescued us from our enemies. You know, they put themselves in such a position that the enemies would prevail over them and then God would raise up judges and deliverers and bring them back to himself. You know, that was the mercy of God. Sometimes we go through tough times and we go, what is going on? God allows us to go through difficulties sometimes. He allows us to go through afflictions so that we will come back to him and be stronger than ever and know the mercy of God and know the goodness of God. Amen? And then I looked in the New Testament and I only found one mention, one mention of someone being remembered specifically remembered and that was Cornelius and he's not even a Jew <laughs> he was a Gentile he was a Roman centurion they say he was the first convert the first Gentile convert and an angel went and spoke to him and said Cornelius your prayer has been heard and your arms or your giving your arms are remembered in the sight of God see that when we pray when we give and when we are generous, that goes up like sweet incense to the Lord. It's remembered by God. It's remembered in the sight of God. And so an angel came and said to Peter, I want you to go and visit Cornelius. And it says Cornelius was waiting for them. Peter and some of his guys went to preach to them. Cornelius was waiting for them, had called together his relatives and close friends. So he didn't want the blessing just for himself. He was generous. He knew Peter was coming. He knew he was going to bring good news. And when Peter came, he preached the gospel to them. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. They were water baptized. His whole household, his relatives and all his good friends. He was a wonderful, wonderful man of God. And God remembered him. Why? Because of his connection, his commitment to the Lord, his prayer life, his generous giving. God remembered him. We need to remember these things ourselves. The last thing I want to do is share about what does God not remember? Think about it. What does God not remember? Exactly. In Hebrews 8, chapter, chapter 8, verse 12, it says, I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. That's hard for us to comprehend. That's hard for us to comprehend. Why? 
because a lot of the time, in fact, sometimes on a daily basis, the enemy will come and remind us. He remembers our sins. The devil remembers our sins and bombards us with it every day. Oh, you used to do that. You haven't changed a bit. You'll never change. He bombards us with our sins and our past every day. You'll never get over this. You'll never change. You'll never be like them. You'll never be like him. That's what the devil does. He reminds us, but it says God doesn't remember. Does it mean he's forgotten? No, it just means he doesn't use it against us. He doesn't use it against us. All things have passed away and all things have become new. The sins have been remitted. They've been washed away under the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen? He has forgiven us. What God has forgiven is forgiven. His sins have been removed as far as the east is from the west. That far. So if he's forgiven us, he's forgotten it, let's us not remember our past, but look forward to the future. And let us remember, not just God, but let us remember others. Don't just think about him. Don't just think about others, but let's remember and actually do something. Do something. Let's pray. Let's read his word. Let's listen for the leading of the Holy Spirit. And as we do that, he will help us to remember those around us and we will be far more effective for him and far more fruitful for the kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you that you do remember. And when you do, you act. And most of the time you act miraculously. Lord, you deliver your people from harm. Lord, you act on their behalf because they have been faithful to you. That they have prayed. That they have sought you. That they have kept their hearts right. That they have worshipped you. Even when times have been difficult. That they have looked to you. Haven't looked to others. Haven't become hard-hearted haven't become bitter and cancerous in our attitudes. But Lord, kept our hearts sweet before you. Thank you, Lord, that you do remember your people, that you do think about us more than we can count, and that you do remember us, that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever, that you have been faithful to all generations, and you will continue to be faithful. Lord, I thank you for the things that you remember, but Lord, we thank you more than that, that you do not remember our sins, that you do not count these things against us, that you don't hold it against us, but you are for us. You are for us. Help us, Lord, to be deeper thinkers, to be more mindful of others, and to remember you first and foremost, that you are our first love. We just bless you and thank you. 
In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. If anyone wants prayer for anything, I want to pray with you. Everyone online, God bless you. See some of you on Thursday night. Have an awesome week, everyone. Say hi to somebody.